Does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? I just made a fresh pot of coffee. Does anybody want coffee? Coffee with R.W. If you replace your morning cup of coffee with a nice hot cup of green tea, that you can lose up to 87% of the little joy you have left in this life. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. This is yours truly, Ralph William, Coffee with RW. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, follow me on Twitter at the Ralph William. Follow my internet station at WESN Radio on Twitter as well. And don't forget to download our mobile app on your Google Play Store, W-ESN, the Epic Strategies Network. Also, join our Patreon if you go to epicstrategiesnetwork.com. That's epicstrategiesnetwork.com, and click the link to join our Patreon. Every little uh, every little support helps. And, of course, there's some tiers where you can get a fancy old mug, coffee mug, for being a patron. So thank you very much. I want to say uh, thank you to Q Bella for joining us this morning. <clears throat> if you guys uh, are not aware, for those of you listening to this on a different platform, I do a live morning show here on a, on a platform called Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. If you download that app and come and join us, you can uh, look for yours truly, Ralph William Podcast, and you can join us live in the chat as uh, this woman, <laughs> this woman, <laughs> this young lady is doing right now in the chat. She's joining us, Q Bella in the chat, and uh, you can also call in if you want to. So thank you, everybody for tuning in, and I hope to see you here on the Podbean app. So usually, like, I mean, my whole theme is coffee, right? That's like the thing that I'm dealing with. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but when when it's a morning show, this is what uh, has to happen, My, uh, my little slogan that I say. So if you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls, if you have a beer hat and you want to drink it like that, then go ahead and do so and join me in a sip of cafecito. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's good stuff. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. So usually, usually I, uh, I, I usually have different formats, right? Because I like to do I I do multiple live shows. I also um broadcast on my station. So, but there's different ways that I like to do it. Usually I I start early in the morning and uh just giving you guys a little inside 
on how I, the process and what I do. So I I usually do a a one hour straightforward uh, just a theme content based podcast that I release to uh, out there in the world. And then uh, on the second hour is when I'll take phone calls if anybody wants to call in to chime in on whatever the subject matter that I was talking about. And then I'll come back for another broadcast where it's just uh, a free for all, a little, little, little laid back. And then uh, maybe throw some people, some horoscopes for their day, depending on uh, if it's day or night for you. So uh, I welcome everybody to join me in any one of those broadcasts, any of those situations. And of course, if you become a Patreon, you get extra content after that, uh, content that you're not going to find on my station or on Podbean. Uh, It's usually just a nice round table of me and the two gentlemen that are the OGs of uh of of my radio station so we kind of like go off the cuff and uh pretty much uh go unhinged right like i try to keep things pc and professional and there it's like you know we're at a barbecue just spilling the beans of everything (laughs) cubella is at work what are you doing at work so early Cubella is at work. She is uh, based out of Arizona. So, <clears throat> I mean, Cubella, I'll I'll answer you because it's, it's you. I know you, right? But uh, I do have some stuff that I need to go through. So, I'll invite you up here this once. What's up, Q? How are you? Oh, just this once. I'm doing okay. Um, well, I can definitely wait until you're ready to open the panel. You did say something about Colin's welcome. And um, I'm here three hours before the store opens to put new Bay ID tags up throughout the entire store. So um, I could use some company, but I am also a patient person. Take you. I appreciate that. And uh, of course, uh, for you listeners out there, she is not bad to listen to. So uh, that's why I let her up here. <laughs> But let me go through my stuff, and uh, <clears throat> we'll be on. We'll be on with the uh, conversation later on. All right. <clears throat> so the first thing on the docket, I guess you can. I can talk about it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, one thing that I, I usually skim through my news feeds and try to pick the ones that I think is interesting to me, rather because if I don't like it, I'm not going to want to talk about it. Um, so one of the things that I came across is uh, they they were doing um, the Supreme Court is doing uh, I guess their opinions on certain cases, and the reason why I picked this one is because it had something to do with uh, veterans, and of course, despite whatever you may think, if you're against uh, military, you know, involvement and or whatever the case may be, the fact of the matter is, a lot of our veterans are the ones that are getting hurt by it, uh, whether you can do it. You can argue the fact that all oh, they're fighting somebody else's war or whatever. But hey, regardless of the fact, if they survived, if they came home, the least we can do is take care of them. Unfortunately, this is not the case uh, for the Supreme Court uh, opinion. Uh, I mean, it depends. I don't know the whole context of it. Uh, apparently, 
there was a gentleman that wanted to receive veteran benefits, uh, I think several months or several years after the fact of his service. So apparently that uh, is a no-go. So uh, there's a different ways of looking at this. You can think of it, hey, maybe the man was trying to take advantage or maybe he fell on the hard times and the only option he had was to apply for veteran benefits. But either either the case, I feel, is that that is something that, whether now or later, if you served over at least one term, right? I don't know what the, the year is per term, that you should be allowed some type of compensation for serving this country. But unfortunately, that's not the case for the United States Supreme Court. So let's see what the, of course, I get this information from uh, from TikTok because, you know, TikTok is a very informative piece of <laughs> news feeds. But here we go. Usually we get opinions well before now, but perhaps all of those new security protocols that were put in place after the Dobbs draft leaked are slowing things down a bit. So two opinions today. First, the court said that one-year requirement for veterans who are requesting retroactive disability benefits, that is a hard and fast rule. Essentially, that courts can't accept excuses or reasons for a late ask for those retroactive disability benefits that judges' hands are tied. Adolfo Arellano served in the Navy for eight years back in the 70s before he was honorably discharged. As a result of his service, he suffered a severe mental health condition that for many years left him unable to understand his eligibility for disability benefits. 30 years after he was honorably discharged, he asked the Department of Veterans Affairs for disability benefits, and he was granted those benefits starting on the day that he asked. But the question was whether he could receive benefits to cover his costs for the last 30 years. Today, the Supreme Court said no, that that one-year deadline could not be extended by using something called equitable tolling, which basically just allows agencies and courts to excuse certain circumstances. For example, if a veteran were to miss a deadline by no fault of his own. Justice Amy Coney Barrett delivered the opinion of a unanimous court. Second, the court issued a dig. All right, so a dig, uh, that's uh, another opinion that I didn't really find interesting. I, f I felt the, the veteran thing was a little more important. <clears throat> but if you want to go check that out, of course, all the references that I, and all the things that I talk about, you can find in the description box of uh, each episode. So uh, now it, is, it depends on however long you want to let uh, veterans want to uh, get benefits, right? It seems like a smart thing to do. Like, hey, if let's say you served and uh, you came home and you're still in good shape, you 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 got all your fingers, all your toes, all that stuff, and you're still able to work with no problem, then you might not want to take a a, uh, a payoff from from uh, for being a veteran, right? You might want to hold off on it. Maybe something for. You know, for something that might happen later on down the road, whether it's an accident or some hard times, and you need to uh, pull from that, I mean, I think you should be able to, right? I'm not, I never served in the military. I don't, uh, I know some people that did. And uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, that's the least we, we can do 
Now, a lot of people would argue, like, hey, they draw a good, I think, uh, you know, a good payment while they're serving. Their families are taken care of, right? But, I mean, does that all, that's not all, that's not the case for a lot of them, right? There's some of them that come home to no family uh, or some something happens to their spouse and, uh, you know, they have to pay alimony or child support or whatever the case may be. So, these things are not always ironclad. So you need to have some type, some sort of uh, pillow to fall on, right? I, I don't know what, uh, what other way of saying it. Good morning, Lou Rock. Good morning. So that is uh, my thoughts on that uh, Supreme Court opinion on the, the veterans. So moving on. Well, really quick, Cubella. I mean, if you want to throw in your two cents, you're more than more than well you know. i'm in the waking stage still so i will continue oh. to listen sure. Thank you. <laughs> good morning so <clears throat> that's uh the case for that uh, in terms of uh for the veterans so we're going to be moving on um i usually have a timestamp for certain things okay i got some time all right so <clears throat> Um, now you guys know for those, for those of you that might not enjoy these portions, I am a very bad reader. So when I like to go through things on an article, I usually have the assistance of an AI to help me go through an article. So if you would just bear with me, there's going to be several AI readings, uh, coming up. And, uh, one of them coming up now is the, um, a lot of companies are getting rid of many uh, many employees due to uh, inflation and things like that, and and a part that you would think wouldn't be the case is in a lot of tech industry uh, companies. Those uh, tech industries that I thought were, would be thriving, right, because the big technological boom, but they are not um, they are not safe from uh inflation <laughs> so they have to save money as much as possible of course they try and trim the, the fat as much as you know as much as they can with uh with payroll but uh here is an article uh going through just a little small list of just some recent uh layoffs i guess from tech companies just in case if you are in any of those companies or industries uh protect your neck like like uh, wu-tang says Chicken farmers on. In just the past month, there have been nearly 50,000 job cuts across the technology sector. Large and small tech companies went on a hiring spree, and over the past several years, due to demand for their products, software, and services surged with millions of people working remotely. However, even with all of the layoffs announced in recent weeks, most tech companies are still vastly larger than they were three years ago. Here's a look at some of the companies that have announced layoffs so far. August 2022. Snap, the parent company of social media platform Snapchat, said that it was letting go of 20% of its staff. Snap's staff has grown to more than 5,600 employees in recent years, and the company said at the time that even after laying off more than 1,000 people, its staff would be larger than it was a year earlier. Robinhood, the company, whose app helped bring a new generation of investors to the market, announced that it would reduce headcount by about 23%, or approximately 780 people. An earlier round of layoffs last year cut 9% of its workforce. November, 
2022. Twitter, about half of the social media platform staff of 7,500 was let go after it was acquired by the billionaire CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk. Lyft, the ride-hailing service said it was cutting 13% of its workforce, almost 700 employees. Thanks, Elon. Thank you. <laughs> Meta, the parent company of Facebook laid off 11,000 people, about 13% of its workforce. January, 2023. Amazon, the e-commerce company said it must cut about 18,000 positions. That's just a fraction of its 1.5 million strong global workforce. Salesforce, the company lays off 10% of its workforce, about 8,000 employees. Coinbase, the cryptocurrency trading platform cuts approximately 20% of its workforce, or about 950 jobs, in a second round of layoffs in less than a year. And these are some Google, the search engine giant becomes the most recent in the industry to say it must adjust, saying 12,000 workers, or about 6% of its workforce, would be let go. And these are prominent uh, tech industries. Now, to be honest, who really uses Lyft, right? Like I use Uber most of the time. I think I've been using Uber for so many years. <clears throat> I've acquired a good amount of points, and yet I don't see any drop in price in these uh, car rides. But anyway. Uh, Snapchat, uh, I'm too old for Snapchat. I don't know, maybe some people still use it. And uh, Google, I mean, they should be firing the whole freaking company. But I think they're being sued at the moment by the U.S. government uh, for some type of, um, uh, maybe it's data-related or, uh, or advertisement-related, something like that. But, <clears throat> hey, <sighs> we'll see what happens with that. But it doesn't matter. Because uh, tech industry has a, a significant amount of uh, money coming through. Uh, just uh, on a side note, everybody is familiar with ChatGBT, the little AI uh, program that a lot of people like to use. I've I've uh, noticed its its uh, potential, and it's pretty good. <clears throat> Apparently, Microsoft I think is uh, dropping in about I don't know fifty million dollars, fifty billion dollars to acquire. Chat GBT, maybe even more. I'm not sure on the numbers, but uh, best believe the um, your buddy Gates is gonna ha have his hands on it. I but I thought that Chat GBT was created by Musk, or maybe Musk probably funded it. I'm not sure. Who knows? Who knows? They're all they're all working together. They're all working together in the background. Okay, moving on. So. In, in touching upon inflation, you know, layoffs with businesses and things like that. Have you guys noticed the price of eggs nowadays? Price of eggs is going uh, pretty high. Now, I came across this article. I don't know if uh, this is the case. And uh, it's, it has uh, some uh, video testimony of, of some local farmers in certain areas that uh, it might not be there might there's something weird going on with uh apparently the the chicken feed maybe in some in some of these cases but i don't know you guys be the judge uh here's the next article chicken farmers on social media suspect tainted chicken feed could be why laying hens have suddenly stopped producing eggs in several viral videos 
Farmers bizarrely documented their hens laying output decreased or altogether stopped sometime last year. While egg laying naturally cools down over the winter, a couple of the farmers in the videos say their chickens haven't laid since last July. The farmers almost unanimously conclude their commercial chicken feed is to blame for their hens decreased output, as the issue appears to have been remedied after switching to a different feed. Check out videos from farmers below all documenting the same phenomenon, with some naming the brands they suspect to be responsible. In nearly 30-something years of raising chickens, I have never gone without eggs, not even just one. And since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago. And I switched the feed that I was giving. I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed. Steel cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. I have to say, there's something uh, something to this. If I have to put my little tinfoil hat on, it's kind of weird. So there is a debate online right now of whether or not chicken feed and what brand you're feeding your chickens is causing them to not lay as well anymore. So I want to show you something. And you can do with this information whatever you will. Everything your chicken I want you to watch gets the stored feed. in what's called their crop. There it gets broken it down so the chicken can pass it out of its body. This is another reason why grit is really important because it helps to break Still those expanding. things down. Chickens go number one and number two from the same place. So soft. I recorded that video last summer. I have been adding water and soaking my chicken feed since I got them and they're about two years old now. The water expands the feed. It stretches it longer. You can warm it up. You can cool it down. It's easier to digest. But somewhere between summer and fall of last year, the feed quit absorbing the water. It would sit five minutes, 10 minutes, and a lot of it would still be in pellet form. And I'm speaking specifically about producer pride pellets from Tractor Supply. So I quit adding water because it was pointless and I would give the pellets dry to my chickens and there would be times where they would let it sit for days and not touch it. The temperatures outside had dropped. They were molting. The feed wasn't doing what I wanted it to. So I changed the one thing I had control over and I started buying feed from a local feed store. The difference is noticeable immediately. As soon as you open the bag, because it smelled so much better. I don't know what happened to Producer's Pride at some point. It doesn't have a smell anymore. The one from the local feed store smells great, looks great, has a better color to it, and my birds love it. Now, I'm not saying this is a problem for everyone, and I don't know if they've changed their recipe. This is just my personal experience. Because I don't know about you guys, but on this homestead and this economy, I don't have the time or the money to invest in layers that aren't laying. So yeah, if your chickens have stopped laying, what do you have to lose? Even if you spend a little bit more money on the feed that you would have to buy to replace the feed you're currently using, I'd say it's worth it if you start getting eggs again, and especially right now. I didn't want to make this video, but it's important to stay transparent and let everyone know that there are good times in homesteading and farming, and there's bad times. About a month ago, I had people reaching out to me and saying, Jordan, my hens aren't laying eggs. We don't know what's going on. Nothing's really changed. Well, nothing was changing for me either. My hens were laying eggs every day. We've got 40 of them. We were getting over 30 eggs a day. We just had some new hens start laying. And today we got three eggs. Everyone has stopped laying and only those little three that just started laying laid another small egg. When my hens stop laying eggs like this abruptly going from 30 to three in one day it sucks guys but here we are so there you something is wrong oh. with the chicken food we're buying seriously 
my chickens have not laid an egg since July and nothing's changed. And I was thinking maybe it's because my chickens are getting older or maybe it's a bad winter, but according to a lot of people on TikTok, they're having the same exact problem. And people are saying once they switch food, their chickens are starting to lay eggs again. So I'm gonna switch their food and we'll see, maybe something's wrong with the food. And was it intentional? What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. So those are a lot of uh, accounts. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty more or maybe not enough, but those are some uh, interesting, you know, possibilities of why, you know, eggs are not, uh, the chickens are not producing a lot, of, a lot of eggs. Maybe that's something to do with the feeds. Who knows? The fact of the matter is, is that prices are up and uh, man, man, the thing is expensive. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm glad that I, I don't really consume eggs, but um, uh, I feel bad for those people that do, because for the price of a carton of eggs, man, that's, um, if I remember, someone sent me a picture, I believe they were up at like $7, $7 for a carton. So I'm sure in some other areas in the in the United States, they're up even more. So $7, man. For $7, I can get at least five bags of black beans. <laughs> and uh, now this is, uh, I'm just using this as an example, as context, right? Black beans are high in protein, high in magnesium. They store better. And, um, you know, they have a high protein count. So... Just saying, for like $7, you can get yourself, you know, five, maybe six bags of uh, of black beans, make yourself a little chili, and you're good for a week or so, and uh, it could last you about a month in Mama, Mama Bear Tracy. So, I mean, just a, just a little economic uh, swapping, but if you really need to have your, your if you really need to have your, your eggs, then go half at it <laughs> if you can if you can afford it <clears throat> more power to you all right so we're at the halfway point uh let's get into the first commercial break i guess you can call it a commercial break but thank you you're listening to coffee with rw hey what's going on everybody this is ralph william from the ralph william podcast i want to invite you all to join our patreon wesn our patreon is patreon.com forward slash wesn radio that is our internet radio station that I have up and running. And I want to invite you all to get a little more intimate with yours truly and the OGs at WESN Radio. So you're going to get extra content, one extra bonus podcast recording every week. And it's not something that you're going to find on other platforms or at the station. It is more of a relaxed, no holds barred unfiltered version of yours truly and the ogs of wesn radio so we want you to come on over be a patreon help support the station you'll get extra content depending on the tier that you get uh, you'll get more bang for your buck so go to patreon.com forward slash wesn radio and be a patron today Having conversations about society, one cup at a time. Coffee with R.W. Pour yourself a cup 
and join us. Oh boy. Yeah. So the price of eggs, man, that's that's crazy. But I mean, I, I see that. I see a lot of people complaining about eggs, but is that really the only thing that the price is uh, skyrocketing on? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of things. That, there's a lot of other things out there that that the prices have uh, gone up on. Right? If you want me to give you a, um, I'm actually in the grocery store in the dairy department. I can go over the price of eggs, whether it's a 12 or an 18, if you like. Oh, yes, please. That would be, this is real time, people. This is real time uh, informatsy. I already love information. All right. So our Kroger brand eggs, the large grade double A is $5.19. If you want to go free range, the Happy Egg Company is $7.99. If you would like the pasture raised, those are $7.75. Again, those are all a dozen. And then um, you can get an 18-count egg for $7.75 of the Kroger brand, though. So really not that bad. I mean, compared to what it was, yes, horrible, horrific. I want to vomit. But eggs are necessary you're going to spend eight or nine dollars if you need to for a carton of eggs and that's why they've raised the price and i i think it has more so to do with economy um and also uh starvation depopulation blah 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 but i won't I'll thank you that was q bella live on the scene at a kroger's oh man that's crazy and kroger's from my understanding they're they're pretty up there. They're like a. Are they like the the diff the the Whole Foods of? Uh, where are you from? You're in Arizona, right? Tucson. They they they're pretty expensive, aren't they? Kroger's. Um, we're less expensive than Safeway, but we're actually going to be taking over Safeway and Albertsons come 2024. Ooh. So we're going to be kind of monopolizing the industry, to be honest. Hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. I don't know either. <clears throat> yeah, well, Kroger's man, uh, more power to you. Uh, Five ninety nine. That's still up there, but what? Uh, just uh, out of curiosity, do you see an uptick in in rice prices where you're at? Not that I've noticed, but I'm not that big of a consumer. Of rice. Gotcha. Let yeah, me go back up <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, let me just go fumble through the chat a little bit. Um, let's see, Brina. I saw something about rice. Oh, uh, Brina says rice went up. She saw the the price the price of rice went up in her local area, which is a which is a bad thing for me. A lot of people love, not love, but a lot of people are going keto and. And getting rid of carbs and th stuff like me, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I like, I like carby food, as you can probably tell if you ever saw me. But uh, I usually try and well, that's because I, I'm a, a vegan, so I usually have more carbs than uh, anything else because you know meat and all. 
But uh, <clears throat> that kind of bothers me. If rice and bean prices go up, I'm kind of uh, screwed. I'm kind of screwed on that. Usually that's the way you base the economy on. That's what I heard. If you see the price of beans go up, then that's a good indicator that, uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're screwed. <clears throat> All right, switching gears here. Thank you for that, Cubella, again, for the information. Uh, switching gears here on another article, which is everyone's favorite, uh, COVID. COVID is everyone's favorite. Uh, this article that I found is uh, talking about a new study that came out uh, going through the the findings that COVID jabs uh, lower your, your telomeres. Now, I, I came familiar with telomeres uh, when I first got into vegans and, and, and uh, not even veganism, but uh, when Joe Rogan had David Sinclair, this, this uh, scientist that wants to make you live longer or uh, li- uh, help you live longer, uh, not longer, but better quality of life, right? So you uh, came across these things called telomeres, which is usually, it's like, an, uh, from my understanding, it's kind of like an elastic band of, your, of youth in your cells. And uh, every time you uh, give it something that damages it, you know, a little piece of it falls off, right? Like, and the older you get, or the more telomeres you lose, the older your body gets, right? That's uh, usually what it is. And uh, from my understanding, there are things, uh, natural things that you can consume, which uh, preserve and uh, creates more telomeres. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more greens and fruits, right? But that's just that's up to you. And um, if you're if you're in the David Sinclair camp, he would tell you certain things like uh, intermittent fasting or fasting that helps uh, increase your uh, your your telomere in, in the body, helps you preserve your youth and things like that. Um, there's plenty of exercise, obviously. All the things that we don't want to do, <laughs> all the things that, uh, you know, is a headache and, and you got to build a habit for. But uh, this article that I'm going to be going through is kind of saying that uh, uh, the jabs are possibly uh, because now <clears throat> this is just my assumption. I'm not a doctor and I've heard people say this, that. There's been an uptick in uh, in in tumor growth since the implementation of these jabs, right? And uh, I want to say that I've noticed it myself, but I can't be too sure. Uh, and this could be a just a, a another study confirming it because uh, when your telomeres telomeres go down, your pretty much your body's ability to fight inflammation, uh, cancer cells, uh, tumors, things like that, they drop and it causes it to to occur a lot more and in a, in a lot faster rate, right? But that, that, I mean, who the hell am I? I'm just some guy with a microphone. But this is the, the article. And of course, uh, I apologize for the AI. In just the past month, there have been nearly 50,000 job cuts across the technology sector. Of course, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Spike proteins associated with the COVID-19 virus and mRNA vaccines could be causing accelerated degradation of cells in the human body, causing organs to biologically age more rapidly and bring on early death. The frightening hypothesis was put forth by French researchers, who concluded spike proteins induced by COVID infections and mRNA jabs shortened DNA sequences known as telomeres, which protect the ends of chromosomes, thereby decreasing life expectancy. In an August 2021 article published in French newspaper France Soir, the researchers highlighted a Chinese study showing spike proteins impaired endothelial function in guinea pigs, which was then replicated with human cells. Chinese research team reproduced the in vitro experiment on healthy human endothelial cells, the spike protein thus bound to ACE2 receptors, damaging the cell's mitochondria, causing microthrombosis and endothelitis, reads an English translation of the French newspaper. The French researchers logically went on to question whether spike proteins induced by mRNA jabs could have similar effects. If it is proven that SARS-CoV-2 induces accelerated cellular aging, and that the responsible for this senescence is none other than the spike protein, how can we be absolutely certain that the vaccines currently on the market, all based on spike, do not also lead to the accelerated degradation of the cells of vaccinated persons, the scientists asked. The paper, co-authored by Nobel Prize laureate and virologist Luc Montagnier, delves into a rash of studies showing the effects of COVID infections on telomeres and how shorter telomeres are linked to the acceleration of cellular biological aging. The article also explains how oxidative stress, which occurs in the body at inflammation sites, plays a role in telomere shortening, and how COVID-19 vaccines can induce oxidative stress, which in turn negatively affects DNA and RNA-building blocks known as guanines. Concluding the lengthy study, the researchers summed up their hypothesis by warning against mRNA vaccine treatments, writing, Indeed, with aging, telomeres deteriorate and affect cell reproduction. SARS-CoV-2 is thought to cause biological age aging or accelerated biological age through increased telomere shortening. The question that can legitimately be asked is the following, isn't the spike protein active in vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, etc., by soliciting blocking the ACE2 receptor likely to inhibit the beneficial function of protecting telomeres and thus also activate aging, comma, comma, this virus causes an increase in the biological age in people who contract the disease, the effect of which is probably accentuated by the vaccine injection, with a drop in effectiveness on contamination, it is therefore essential to prevent the aggravation of the disease and for this early management is imperative. By letting the COVID disease progress beyond the first days and by using vaccines as the only solution, there is a risk that we will lead to a reduction in the lifespan of both adults and children. Given the desire to vaccinate children who are not affected by SARS-CoV-2, the remedy should not be worse than the disease. One researcher who was published in the 2021 study, Walter M. Chestnut, has continued his research into what he's dubbed SPED, spike protein endothelial disease, publishing his findings on Substack. In a recent report published Sunday, Chestnut reported his latest hypothesis that the spike to protein of SARS-CoV-2 is delivered to our organs via the endothelium and induces systemic nonsense mRNA translations, resulting in hyperaccelerated aging. I believe that stage I of spike protein progeria syndrome, SPPS, is an endothelial reaction to the invasion of the spike protein into all the major organs. Consider this much like the shock of being submerged in freezing water or being blasted with fire. There is instantaneous damage, inflammation, coagulation and all that accompanies an insult to the endothelium. However, once the spike protein has invaded the endothelium of all the major organs, it then proceeds to induce mistranslation of mRNA in each organ. Yet, what does this mean? It means, I believe, that stage 2 of SPPS, spike protein progeria syndrome, is the premature aging of all organs via induced mistranslations of proteins essential for that organ's functioning, Chestnut wrote, emphasis his. Chestnut went on to point out how one study showed mice with error-prone protein synthesis, mistranslated RNA, showed characteristics of premature aging. The wizard is indeed behind the curtain, the researcher explained. We are seeing a 26-year-old die, but that 26-year-old has the organs of the 96-year-old. No surprise in rapid cancers, neurodegeneration or sudden cardiac death for a 96-year-old. I believe the spike protein is acting as a progeria drug delivered via the endothelium to all organs. Chestnut surmised, I don't know, yet, what to do. I am deeply saddened, and numb. No matter what evidence or hypothesis is presented, the band plays on, and it is playing a funeral march. 
he concluded. The alarming info could be one of the missing links behind the mysterious phenomenon of people dying suddenly and unexpectedly. Wow. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I know that's a lot of uh, jargon and, and, and AI talk, but uh, the gist of it is that the spike protein that's in jabs, or is it in jabs? I don't know. I, I don't know much about it. I don't know if it's uh, the 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 disease causing it or the jab. I think it's both, right? Because the jab makes the disease spike up so that the body fights it, right? And in doing so, it's creating degradation in your organs because that's where the spike protein goes and is going through your organs. So it causes telomeres to drop, causing you to age, calling, causing your immune system to go down, which there's a lot of studies out there saying that the jabs do that, that your immune system drops after getting it, and which, of course, is going to get you sicker quicker and for a longer periods of time. <clears throat> now, just out of curiosity, you don't need, no one needs to answer this. If you're listening to this on another platform later on or whatnot, leave a comment below or send me a, an instant message on uh, Twitter at the Ralph William or at WESN Radio. Just let me know. Do you feel if you've taken the jab? Do you feel that you've been getting sicker a lot more often than usual? Uh, has it felt worse every time you've gotten sick? And what about the opposite end of it? If you didn't get it. Do you still feel the same type of uh, amounts of sickness than you were before? And and does each time feel worse or less worse? Is that proper English? Less worse? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. So just to throw that out there, let let me know in the in the DMs or uh, in the description box of the podcast. So let me know. Let's see what you guys have to say. So, um, Mama Bear Tracy says, I, uh, I've been sick twice. Whoops. I've been sick twice, but not worse. Okay. All right. Let's see what else am I missing here? No me. No me toques. Don't touch me in Spanish, says uh, Lou Rock. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So that is that. That is that. Um, <clears throat> I forgot where I was going to go after this. Do I have all my clips? I don't think I do. I have this very long clip of uh, a gentleman who... Um, who showed a presentation of somebody in Davos in the World Economic Forum uh, when he was talking about uh, how everyone is supposed to handle climate change, right? Climate, um, you know, problems with climate. And uh, the one thing that he wanted to make everybody know is that it's going to happen everything that they want to happen, right? Whatever your conspiracy theory is, is uh, 
is thinking about it seems like they already have everything according to this gentleman they have everything in place ready to go they have a timetable you know uh and of course he's going to be pushing for the young uh generation to 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 keep this fight going because according to what he says is that there there's not enough how do I say it without sounding crazy? They're not being, they're not being dictatorship enough. <laughs> Is that the right way to say? It? They're not, uh, they're not pushing their agenda harder than they should, according to this gentleman. So let me play this clip. It's a little lengthy, but at least it's not an AI, right? And I've been trying to find uh, streams and clips of, of. Uh, of them broadcasting in Davos. So, uh, I mean, uh, maybe if I can find some, uh, I'll get, you know, get a little more inside baseball on it. But let's see, is this the clip? Hold on. Here we go. All right, so this is the clip. I forgot the gentleman's name. When I get the, the guy's name, um, then I'll I'll let you guys know. Is Al Gore's speech. Please watch it. You won't regret it. Five minutes. Time well spent. For a 50% reduction, we have all the technologies we need with proven deployment models already available to us. The next 50% after 2030, we have the technologies that are in development. We see the pathway uh, to improve them. We know how to get there. Uh, we've already seen last year, if you look at all the new electricity generation installed worldwide, 90% of it was renewable. It's now the cheapest source of electricity in almost the entire uh, planet. But as the Secretary General said in his brilliant speech uh, earlier today, we are not winning. The crisis is still getting worse faster than we are deploying these solutions. And we need to make music. changes quickly. Emissions are still going up. All these promises of the last few years to cut emissions, emissions are still going up. When are we going to bring these emissions down? We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, oh, this creating is Al Gore. these atmospheric sorry, rivers Gore. and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And we need have had and we need to make some changes. We've heard about divides at this conference between the north and south and the east and west. There's another divide increasingly between those who are old enough to be in positions of power and the young people of this world. Greta Thunberg was just arrested in Germany. I agree with her uh, efforts to stop that uh, coal mine in Germany. Young people around the world are looking at what we're doing. They look at the World Bank and they say, oh, you've got a climate denier in charge of the World Bank. So why are you surprised that the World Bank is completely failing 
to do its job. Secretary General says that. Everybody knows the World Bank is failing badly. Now we have the COP process. Okay. What do I say to these young activists that I train around the world when they come to me and they say, are you okay with putting the, the CEO of one of the largest oil companies in the world in as the president of the COP? Is that really okay? Well, it's not whether he's a nice guy or not or whether he's intelligent. The appearance of a conflict of interest undermines confidence at a time when climate activists around the world, and I'm partly speaking for them right Don't here Don't you ride stage, a jet airplane to these uh, things, sir, Mr. Gore? ...are not doing their job. There's a lot of blah, 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 as Greta says. There are a lot of words, and there are some meaningful commitments. But we are still failing badly. We need to have a supermajority process instead of unanimity in the COP. We cannot let the oil companies and gas companies and petrostates tell us what is permissible. In the last COP, we were not allowed to even discuss scaling down oil and gas. Can't discuss it. A lot of the NDCs weren't even called for. Are we going to be able to discuss phase, uh, scaling down oil and gas in the next COP? Or, or, do, or putting the oil industry in charge of the COP, is that going to tell young people around the world, we've just decided to not even disguise it anymore. Let me finish with this point on the, on the industry. You've had problems in your area where you tried to get legislation and the oil and gas industry came in and fought you, right? In my state, same thing. Every piece of pro-climate legislation at the national level, the regional level, the local level, municipal level, the oil and gas industry and the coal industry, they come in and fight it tooth and nail. And they use their legacy network of political influence and wealth to stop progress. The rest of us have to reform these international institutions so that the people of this world, and including the young people of this world, can say, we are now in charge of our own destiny. We're going to stop using the sky as an open sewer. We're going to save the future and give people hope. We can do it. And remember that political will is itself a renewable resource. Oh, that sounds all nice and dandy, man. Coming from a guy that can fly on a plane 100 and something days out of the year, right? Uh, so, I mean, uh, this stuff is never going to stop. I mean, Al Gore, I didn't even know that was Gore. He looks very different. But, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, the next 10, 15, 20 more years of this. But uh, I guess that never stops. Speaking of never stopping, what's up, Tears? Good morning. Can't stop, won't stop. Everybody, make sure to go. If you're a Patreon, check out our uh, latest episodes, Me, Tears, Fair Use. We have uh, a lot of choice things to say about some of the industry. <laughs> some of the industry, to say the least. I won't go into detail. You just got to gotta join in and find out <clears throat> what we have to say. But um, go check it out. It's funny stuff. And... Uh, I just recently added merch to the Patreon. So if you upgrade or if you join uh, a certain tier, you get a nice little coffee mug. Eh, little coffee mug. You know, I'll try, I'll try and make it better the next time around. But hey, coffee mug, uh, I think is, is pretty cool. 
if you want. So yeah, that's uh, the new. That's the new thing right now. Maybe not the new thing. It's been happening for years. This whole climate change stuff, and uh, it's hard to tell. I personally believe I I would like to see cleaner streets, right? Cleaner lakes, cleaner oceans, things like that. But uh, what they're implementing, I don't think it does anything to do to deal with that part, right? If they do implement anything that has to do with climate change, it's only or it's only done to fill their pockets up, right? Because it, it, in in the end of it, it's all about business. Why why create why create an automobile that you don't need any type of fuel? It's you can use recyclable material, right? And make it so you don't need to do any maintenance on it. Why do that when you can do a half-assed job and always have to constantly charge a mechanic to fix it? Always have to have, you know, certain fuels that you always have to be reliant on, right? Because they're the ones that have that that supply ready on hand and it fattens up their pockets right why why would you want it's just it's just basic business principles right like why would i create something that i that I, people would just want to buy once and there's no reoccurring income right to a businessman that's not a good deal because you would have to increase the price on it and be like okay I got to make a decent living off of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to sell you this car for a million dollars. I don't know. This is just a ridiculous uh, price. I'm going to sell you this car for a million dollars, but you'll never have to take it to the mechanic ever again. You can throw used trash in the gas tank and it'll run on trash. You know, you can, uh, you can pee in the gas tank and it'll run on pee. Just infinite amount of fuel. But you would have to pay a million dollars for it. <laughs> of course, your average uh, person can't afford that. So they're going to grab that million dollars from your pocket regardless. But it's going to be in small increments. And it's going to be fattening up several pockets, right? It could be your oil company, your mechanic shop, your, your, uh, you know the 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 people that make the 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 parts of the car, right? It's that's just how things are. But there you go, guys. That is your basic economics from a a dumb Cuban American, <laughs> dumb Cuban uh, Guatemalan American. And uh, this concludes our daily broadcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you and your time. Remember, stay humble, stay hungry, and you'll always be blessed. Take care. Peace. At home, cafe. Say good night to the back guy. Come on. Last time you're gonna see a back guy like this again. Let me tell you.